Now, Betty, um, what are we going to do tonight? I'm going to kick some ass! <laughs> Chicago, where the fires serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south, the Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house. True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. <laughs> Episode 78 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF Podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use your promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. 15 go and get your official tcsf shirts now <laughs> go get them there you go as you as always i am big z and i'm here with my boy Iraq. what up e what's up z what's up ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show and welcome to 2022 if you're a first timer or a long timer please remember to hit that subscribe button that notify button and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice and don't forget you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash true chicago sports fans go on over there and click on support and you can subscribe as uh for as low as 99 cents a month look New year, new you. So that means throw your boys a little bit of coin and let's make some money here, guys. Uh, every little bit helps. And, uh, you know, we, we like doing a show for you. So uh, do something for us. Listen, if you like the show, tell your friends and they would they will tell their friends and we can all be friends. And we talk about sports, movies and all types of ill shit. And uh, hopefully you enjoy. Z, what's up, brother? How was your last week of 2021? Yo, it was good. It was good. I was able to clean out a couple rooms, get some clutter out the way, uh, catch up on some chores, like I said, get rid of a lot of clothes and shoes, you know, because that COVID weight, you know, that, that's hitting hard. Uh, <laughs> there was no bowling uh, league this week. They decided not to do it for the holiday. Well, womp, womp, you know, you get into a groove and you want to keep going, but it is what it is. Um, I was able to go to see the uh, office experience downtown. And I know you're a big office fan, so I think you would appreciate that. Um, took a lot of pictures. I'll upload them uh, probably tonight or tomorrow so you can see all that cool stuff. Um, I'm a fan of the show, but I, I, I just became re a recent fan of, fan of the show. I watched it periodically when it was on uh, in syndication, but I was never one that watched it week to week. So I'm appreciating the show now that uh, Donald is finished and to be able to catch up on Peacock. Um, Again, it's a show that I caught on to and people were always telling me it was funny. It's kind of like me telling people about Seinfeld. So, um, And then I've been watching this other popular show that uh, we'll talk about later on this week. Um, but what about you, man? How was your week? What was your last week of 2021? It was uh, it was interesting, man. And it's funny that you talk about The Office because the, that's, that's one of those shows where you really appreciate it if you work in an office. If you don't, then you don't understand. You don't get the dynamic of those characters. So that's kind of where it, it, it uh, took a while for some people to catch on to it. But look, my last week was very interesting. I had my little break. You had your two weeks. I had to work Monday and Tuesday of the last week of the year. And uh, Tuesday on the way home, 
I'm driving home and it was that day that we had the first snow of the year and I, I, I get a notification on my on my uh, console and it says low tire pressure and I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird, maybe because it's cold. And then I'm almost home and I feel the car kind of pulling and I was like, oh, what the hell is going on here? I pull it into the garage and I look and I see my front uh, passenger tire is flat, flat. Not like, oh, I'm a little soft. I am flat, flat. Like, uh, yeah. So I'm like, what the hell is going on here? So, I, you know, I was like, you know what? Whatever. I pulled in. It was cold. It was snowing. I wasn't about to lay on the ground. I, I, I put it off until Thursday morning. Uh, Wednesday, uh, uh, my guy, Jubs, Chris, who hit me up last time to go to that Sox game, hits me up and then says, hey, let's go to the Bulls game. So I was like, hell yeah, let's go to the Bulls game. So went on Wednesday to the Bulls game, had a great time. Thursday morning, I go back out to the garage. I pop uh, open the back of the car. I go in there to get out the spare. And there's no spare now. There's a little box that says uh, deflator kit or deflate. I was like, what the fuck is this? What is this shit? I said, what? It, it was like a little, little, uh, uh, it was like a, a fix a flat on steroids. And it has the well in the bottom. And it even has like the, the little, the cutout to put a, t a spare. And I was like, oh, no. So I'm, I'm sitting there debating on what I'm going to do about this flat tire. And luckily, I don't have to go to work until the following week because I had a little bit of uh, time that I, I was taking off, you know. So I'm like, oh, man, what do I do? I don't have a jack in the car. My old car that's sitting in the garage, the old Impala, is locked and and the uh, the battery is dead. So I can't even pop the trunk. OK, so I'm over here sitting like, man, what am I going to So I go to my neighbor. I'm like, hey. You got a jack? He's like, yeah, but uh, I'm leaving in an hour. And I was like, well, I'm not going to take your the little, you know, the little rinky dink jack that comes with new cars, which except for mine. And I'm, I'm just like, damn, what the hell am I going to do with this car? I was going to steal a car. I was going to steal a tire and a whole <laughs> wheel off a different car and just throw it on, on, on the new car. Right. So I'm like, man, what am I going to do? So I look out the window and I see the neighbor across the way who is literally cleaning the jack from his and now this guy this guy you've been to my house you've seen him he's the guy that drives the hummer around the corner right yeah so i'm like oh man let me go let me go up to this guy i've never talked to him i've waved and maybe said you know that that's it hey man how you doing i'm eddie i live right in that middle house right there i got a question for you I'm thinking about grabbing the tire from this car putting it on my car what do you think he's like that sounds weird and i was like my car didn't come with a jack he's literally cleaning the shack he brings, I mean, this is a big boy because he's, he's working on hummers. He brings it over, jacks up the, the front of the car. We pull, he's got the hydraulic, to pick the tire off in four seconds. That shit would have taken me like three hours with the little. So he takes the tire off. We put it, we bring it back. He, he, he's got all this equipment in the garage. He, he gets the little plug, plugs it in there, fills it up. No leaks. We're good to go. Throw it back in the car. I've been driving for the last couple of days. So shout out to john who came through in the clutch i mean like it was it was wild i was so pissed i got a 2021 kia sportage and there's no spare tire in there i was so so pissed it was re ridiculous i mean like but this dude john came through in the clutch i'm i'm over here texting my wife hey he's gonna help me out she immediately started baking some cookies so we brought as soon as when, when that tire was done i'll go back inside we got the nice hot cookies bring them over i called him i was like hey you in the garage He's yeah. I said, "Why well, am I gonna come over?" He goes, "Don't you come over here without them cookies." <laughs> so I brought over. So I brought over some fresh cookies. And that was. I'm gonna tell you right now, John. You are an absolute lifesaver. Thank you so much for uh, making my life a lot easier. And uh, after all that money I spent on Christmas, I don't even think I had uh, money to go get that tire fixed anyway. So he he really really helped me out, man. Uh, but, hey, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm laughing my ass off because it's like you buy a brand new car. 
And it pretty much had a little note that said, fuck you. <laughs> I owe you a tire. <laughs> and it doesn't have a jack. <laughs> How does it that did, happen, man? How does that happen in today's day? How do you not have a spare? That's insane. So it did, and, and this is the thing, too. I call, So I call the dealership. And I'm like, hey, um, I bought this car from you and you guys forgot something. And the guy goes, well, some cars don't come with that nowadays. I'm like, what, 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 why? I said, what are you supposed to do if a tire goes bad? He's like, well, there is an inflator kit in there. I'm like, what am I, what, what am I supposed to do? St- stick this up my ass and put, like, I don't understand what I'm supposed to do with this thing. What am I supposed to do with a flat, flat tire? Like a little leak, maybe a flat tire. So he's like, well, I, I can give you the assistance. You know, did you get the extra tire protection? I'm like, I don't know. You tell me, Mr. Man at the computer. He looks it up. He goes, nope. I was like, you son of a bitch. He goes, do you want me to give you Kia's roadside assistance? I'm like, well, I'm not on the road right now, but go ahead. So, but yeah, I mean, that that was wild as hell. But look, like I said, uh, my my guy, John over here, pulled, pulled through in the clutch, hooked it up, went to go see the Bulls. So that was my last week of 2021. How did you spend your new year, man? Uh, new Year's was kind of quiet. You know, I kind of kept it quiet with, you know, the Omicron variant going around. I didn't want to get infected with uh, that kind of stuff. So I spent it at home, quiet, watching some uh, some shows and uh, playing card games and having a few palomas, you know. Got to drink that tequila, man. What about you? Yes, sir. Hey, hey look, man, I, I brought me a flask of tequila when we were going to the Bulls game. <laughs> 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 I told you, man, I spent so much money the month of December. I was like, uh, I, I I, don't have a lot of money to be drinking right now, but I'm going to bring me a flask. So I had a couple of shots before we walked in and that was cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, like we, we spent the evening here playing some board games with the family, watching a little bit of college football, you know, much to the chagrin of the girls because they did not have any interest in it whatsoever. And then uh, but we had a good time, you know, despite the fact that I wouldn't let my daughter win at any of these board games because I'm a savage and I'm trying to win. What the hell? But yeah, I mean, like, look, we, I spent my little five-day vacation check, uh, catching up on a little bit of sleep. I think one day I slept until 1 p.m., which is amazing. Uh, and it was, yeah, yeah. And it was really like I got up at like 6.30 and I forced myself to go back to sleep at like a, like 8 or 9 o'clock. I'm like, this is, I am, I don't have to go to work. I need to sleep. I forced myself to lay down and go back to sleep. So, but yeah, I mean, like. I, I really didn't do much over my little five days and uh I, you know I, I didn't do my laundry i didn't clean out the closet and but i but look I, I feel like that week between christmas and new year's is just meant for sitting around and not doing shit i mean you need a break every once in a while yeah and, and i agree with you you have to do a lot of nothing here but someone's texting me i have pizza here i didn't order pizza dude <laughs> someone <laughs> <laughs> i didn't order a pizza <laughs> that is well guess what ladies and gentlemen Go ahead. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen, 2022 is here and maybe you need a fresh start. So let me tell you about our great opportunity with our friends over at ACSI. With over 50 expert technicians in the Chicagoland area, ACSI offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring. Whether residential cable installation, fiber to the home, or commercial structured cable wiring, ACSI is a proud partner of both Comcast and RCN. Let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. During these hard times, the ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic, and ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. 
The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales, technicians, and project managers. Check out ACSI.tech. That's ACSI.tech and click on careers to apply today. ACSI is an equal opportunity employer. Go get you a job. Please go get a job. This week, the Bears dominate Mike Glennon and the New York Giants. We talk about the confirmed reports that Nagy is on his way out, and we look at part three of our head coaching candidates. We also talk about the king of the fourth with back-to-back amazing buzzer beaters by DeMar DeRozan, and we recap the college football playoff and the Notre Dame's performance in the Fiesta Bowl. And as always, stirring the pot and what you looking at. But first... This is the Big Three with Big Z. Thanks, E-Rock. I'm Big Z, and you're not. Now for today's stories. All right, number one, numero uno. And this one hits us close to the heart. ESPN Chicago Bears beat reporter Jeff Dickerson, affectionately known as JD, passes away after an 11-month battle with colon cancer. Jeff Dickerson was a fixture on ESPN and in the Chicago sports market for over two decades. He died Tuesday of complications from colon cancer. He was 43. In a cruel twist, Dickerson died at the same hospice care facility that his wife, Caitlin, died two years ago. Caitlin Dickerson had undergone treatment for melanoma and its complications for eight years. Jeff Dickerson is survived by their son, Parker, and his parents, George and Sandy Dickerson. Yeah, so I mean, like, um, I don't know about you, but I am a very avid listener of ESPN. I've been listening to ESPN since probably about 2006, 2007, when Salisbury and Rosenblum were on the air. Um, I remember, I still remember the day when Waddle and Sylvie took the air, um, and uh, Mac Yurko and Harry, and when, uh, I remember when Sylvie and um, Carmen had had the late night show, and just listening i've been listening to to jd forever i mean he was a guy that that mac brought into the into the uh into the scenes i mean he was he was kind of one of these behind the scenes producer guys like you see adam abdallah and and guys like this now but i mean like look he, he was uh um you know it, i i just i always remember his voice his optimism but his also kind of like even keeled way that he talked about the bears if one of the hosts would talk about they're terrible he's like wait a minute it's like let's see what happens first he, he when when the bears signed mike lennon that's exactly what he said or when he saw players in training camp that some people were getting excited about it he goes hey let's take a step back he's a training camp hero you know so it's it's it is incredibly sad and and i remember hearing everything that was going on with his wife a couple years ago and he always talked about his son how proud he was of his son uh, uh he was he, he was a, a a dad that liked to coach his his son in baseball his son also played football if i'm not mistaken i mean I, i'm pretty sure jd played uh, uh at uh, uh u of i i mean he was just a he was a Chicago guy, an Illinois guy through and through, and it was just really sad. And and this was one of those cancer battles that wasn't public at all. Not no one except for his teammates that that he worked with knew that he was sick. Because even up until I want to say the Steelers game, he was in the in the box doing doing the uh, sideline reports, and he did so much. He was on ABC. I mean, this guy. And he's only a couple years older than we are so just to, to see this guy come up by his bootstraps you know work his ass off do his thing and be so respected by not only the espn and the media community but see everything all the different teams 
all the different people around the NFL, around Chicago sports that donated to the GoFundMe that was uh, put up for his son, Parker. It reached over $1 million. He, this young man lost both of his parents to cancer. Uh, Adam Schefter was on Twitter uh, continuing to update people. I mean, I want to say like Jeffrey Lurie from the uh, uh, from the Eagles put up like $10,000. Uh, I mean, like everybody, a lot of the Andy Dalton, Matt Nagy, the, the whole Bears organization. Um, you know, we, we saw just so many people show out for this young man and it's so sad he's 11 years old like my daughter and it's just to think about this this kid losing both his parents to cancer at such an, a young age is just devastating yeah he's definitely was loved by his colleagues and everybody who who listened to his voice on a, uh, on a weekly basis on the radio or on tv you get to see him and i didn't know he was that young um i thought he was a little bit older um but it just shows that he was loved by the entire NFL community and outside of the NFL community because of the love and support that he's reached um, for his son. You can tell, like you said, it's over a million dollars. That's insane. And, and it came within three days. You had the organizations coming out, reporters coming out, and then just everybody who listens, they came out and supported. Um, I think there are, there's also a T-shirt you can support by buying it and 100% proceeds go to his son and so forth. So, again, gone tragically way too soon. Yeah, if you go to uh, Obvious Shirts, they're they are giving uh, uh they are selling the the shirts. I want to they have T-shirts and hoodies that just have the bear logo on it, and uh, and it says JD. They did something similar when Sylvie from ESPN was diagnosed with cancer. They did the Sylvie Strong shirt. So if you can, I mean, go go buy yourself a, a hoodie and and just look. If you are uh, like I said, I'm a radio nerd, especially when ESPN. I follow these careers. I'm a I'm a Chicago media nerd in general. I remember listening to or watching. Uh, uh, Ron Majors and Carol Marine and Warner Saunders and Art Norman and all these guys from NBC back in the day and Gian Greco and Jerry Taft and uh, Tim Weigel. That's a long, that's an old, old name from Channel mm -hmm. 7. Weigel's Wieners, his funny, his, his funny stuff that he used to do, uh, the, the bloopers at the end of the week. So, I mean, like, I am a big Chicago media nerd when it comes to that type of stuff. And uh, it, it's, it's devastating, but it is great to see that so many people are stepping up for the cause. And, and hopefully that this young man can, uh, can just continue to grow. And, 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 I, I, this is this is what I'll say. When you lose your parents so young, and 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 it's so it's such widely known. I hope that as he grows up and, and gets older, he can um, grow into his own person, not be overshadowed by the legacy that his parents left behind. If that makes sense, and that this experience helps him to grow to be a stronger individual and someone that can also be a, you know a charitable person and someone that helps other people. And and it just you know like I said, it, it's because we have kids the same age it's it's just it hits me a little bit harder but i i just I, I hope the best for his parents and his son and and it's just a sad story all around you would be missed very much all right let's move on to a little bit of levity story number two your boy yes i'm gonna say it's your boy because you know he was on your team antonio brown leaves the field in the middle of the buccaneers game versus the jets he strips down and then gives his peace sign to the crowd. Throws his jersey away. Antonio, Bo Antonio Brown may, may have said goodbye to the NFL, leaving the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Week 17 in the middle of the third quarter as they trailed the New York Jets by double digits. Coach Bruce Arians said that Brown is no longer, no longer a buck after he refused to enter the game in the third quarter and that coaches told him to get out. Brown decided not to exit. So 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing because this is just nuts what he's doing. He decided not to <clears throat> not to exit the sub subtly. Oh, that's how it's spelled. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Brown decided not to exit suddenly, uh, taking off his pads on the sideline and giving some of his equipment to his fans. Buccaneers wide receiver then proceeded to wave his hands up in the end zone with his shirt off and exit the stadium soon after. After the game, Bucks coach Bruce Arians announced that Brown will be cut and it looks like his NFL career is over. And you can pretty much seal that he's not going to be a Hall of Famer either. So, um, Antonio Brown, he was on the, uh, when you say my boy, because you're talking about him being on the Steelers, yep. he, he had a, he had a very good career, him and Le'Veon Bell on the Steelers together with Roethlisberger. I always think it's a shame that they weren't able to win a title with those three. Cause I mean, at the time you're talking about a couple of guys that are at the top of their game. When you talk about the way that Le'Veon Bell was playing and the way Antonio Brown was playing at the time. But I mean, we saw him kind of bounce around. He went to the Raiders and he had the uh, the treatment on his feet with the cryo and it kind of messed up the skin on his feet. We saw that in the uh, the Hard Knocks documentary that, that he was a part of. Um, he kind of moved back and forth. He went to the Patriots for a little bit, uh, for a little while. Uh, he was signed by the Patriots uh, after, at Tom Brady, um, you know, vouching for him. And then there was some kind of weird sexual assault thing going on with him. And then they had to drop him before he even got to play a game. So he was out of the league for a while. It, it, it proved to be nonsense. Someone trying to get money from him, but he clearly has some, some mental issues. He was again, because Tom Brady is down in Tampa, he vouched for him again. He was able to get him on the roster. And with, um, with Godwin being injured with the ACL, he was standing in line to actually get some significant minutes uh, at wide receiver. Mike Evans had a little bit of an injury. So that's, who they were going to rely on and you know it's it's sad because now the bucks actually just uh signed Le'Veon bell because they needed some help at running back so now you had Le'Veon bell and you had antonio brown again on the same team and it looks like you know it, i mean it's possible that the bucks might go uh, make another title run and it's really sad to see that this guy who clearly has some issues just couldn't figure it out there's something else going on there he 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 was asked to go into the game twice they asked him to go in the game he goes nah they asked him again he goes nope so they says all right get out of here we don't need you then so he literally on the sidelines took off his his pads and his jersey threw him on the sideline took off his shirt threw it in, in the stands and while the game was going on he's literally walking across the field walking through the end zone and out of the stadium and they show and and they says okay you can't come back on the bus so that and so he didn't fly back to the team with the team he's standing there with his luggage they showed him with a suitcase and a little bag and he's got some tight pants and these little elf boots on and he's standing there like waiting for a ride he, and he got back on twitter and he was like you know he said something like gremlin mode activator whatever it is but tom brady came out and says that's obviously a difficult situation we all love him and care about him deeply i think everyone should be compassionate and empathetic towards some very difficult things we don't know what he's really going through we've talked about everything with vincent jackson uh with the cte we don't no so while yeah it's funny to see this because you haven't seen anything like this it's funny to see the the interaction with him and everything that he's gone through in his career we don't really know what's going on we don't know what kind of what state uh he is in mentally and i just hope that he's able to kind of overcome whatever is going on with him and go on to be an, a successful individual because the behavior that he's exhibiting right now it, it gives me a lot of fear that he's not going to be around much longer yeah, I agree with you. The we don't know what's going on. Uh, 
could it have been handled a little bit differently? Yeah, he could have handled it completely differently. But again, we're not inside of his head. We don't know what's going on. We don't know if he has a, a, a some type of mental issue that we were not privy to. So again, that is an issue that we will keep an eye on and uh, stay tuned on our page to, uh, for any more updates on that. All right, so let's go to story number three. A man in a clown mask attempts to steal a jet to fly to Area 51 to see the aliens. Sounds like a great movie. Matthew Hancock, 36, was arrested on Wednesday afternoon and booked at the Clark County Detention Center on counts of communicating a bomb threat, threatening an act of terrorism, trespassing, and causing a dispersal hoax. He remains in custody according to the jail records. The multi-layered multi-layered misadventure reportedly unfolded last wednesday evening when hancock allegedly drove a limo through two metal fences surrounding the city's mccarran international airport after pulling alongside a jet on a tarmac authorities say the man stepped out of his vehicle put on a clown mask and informed workers at the aircraft that he intended to blow this place up with a bomb according to police hancock then inexplicably got back inside of the limousine and began to drive away while the the under understandably alarmed airport personnel fled the scene after telling police that there was a bomb threat in his vehicle the man explained that he wanted to steal the jet and somehow use the journey to area 51 to look at aliens dude you're already in vegas you could have just drove there yeah but i mean whatever happens in, in vegas stays in vegas and uh clearly this guy was trying to make a whole lot of weird shit happen in vegas hey uh area 51 you know there there is more and more evidence that there are other humanoid like uh creatures or or you know life forms or whatever it is out in the universe so i mean you know we we sit here and we think of these guys as crazy and weird and what the hell are you doing but i don't know man i've seen men in black so uh you know this could be a doc <laughs> that could have been the documentary you think about some of the teachers you had back in high school and uh you're like hey uh what's going on under that mask dude i totally agree with you i mean i i, I think men in black is a great documentary <laughs> yeah uh yeah i mean look this is uh, i i had to put this one in here after all the weird stories that and all the weird stuff that happened this last week of uh 2021 so uh i figured this would be put a smile on your face and put a smile on the listener's face this is some wild shit this i think this happened in like the middle of december and uh yeah look um you know maybe just build your own spaceship in your backyard don't try to like ram your limo into into area 51 like that's that's a whole that's a whole different thing you're doing on there man mm -hmm. all right a couple of quick hits uh x bears linebacker Mar barcavius mingo was cleared of indecency with the child uh charges and the ruling from the tarrant county grand jury means that they couldn't find sufficient evidence to prosecute mingo on the charges whatever that means that doesn't mean he didn't do it that just means that there was not enough evidence to uh uh prosecute him on the charges that were put out there um also former bull ryan archie diacno uh signed a 10-day hardship contract with the knicks so i always liked arch but you look at how good the bulls are right now and and he just didn't have a spot but i mean he's he's one of these little scrappy little white dudes that gets in there and just throws elbows and, and he had a couple of decent shots but i mean he just he the bulls had to clean house and uh i'm glad that he's getting a little another chance because i want to say he was on like the uh the g league team for the celtics at the time yeah i really like ryan uh you know he, he reminded me of like a a, a lesser uh kirk heinrich 
less, a little bit less skilled, Kirk Heinrich. You know, scrappy, will play the hard defense. He's tough, and he can make one or two shots a game. That you know, again, it's not a big loss. We have plenty on our team right now. But um, and then the Barbarius Mingo, the story. All that is is they can't prove that he did it. There's not enough proof that he he did it. So that's what that is. Yeah, and then that could mean anything because I know we reported about this story when it first came out. It was something weird where he climbed into bed with a child and or something like that, and it's just, ugh, it's it's ugh, yeah. that shit makes yeah. my skin crawl. So, yeah, I mean, it it doesn't like I said, it doesn't mean he didn't do it because I'm pretty sure I, I still believe that OJ did it. So you know, none of this none of this really matters if they did it or not. But yeah, all right, y'all. I'm Big Z, and that's news to me. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. We all know that 2020 was no joke. And with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Welcome back to the TCSF podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah, boy. This is The Loop, a Chicago sports roundup where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open welcome, on the left welcome, at Chicago. Welcome, welcome to Chicago. Yo, E, what's going on with the Golden Domers of Notre Dame? The Fighting Irish, baby. Oh, man, the Marcus Freeman era did not start off on a high note as the Irish lost the Oklahoma State Cowboys in the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Look, I still think it should be called the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl because it just sounds way better, but whatever. Um, Yeah, after Oklahoma State completed the largest comeback in team history, coach Mike Gundy put his own label on a 37-35 PlayStation Fiesta Bowl victory over Notre Dame. This is clearly the biggest win in the history of the school, Gundy said. You're in a New Year's Day Bowl. You're playing Notre Dame. Biggest comeback in school history. The biggest win in the history of the school. Oklahoma State rallied from a 28-7 deficit in the second quarter to score 30 straight points. The team's previous biggest uh, comeback was 20 points down against Colorado in 1979. If you're not familiar with Mike Gundy, here is a clip to remind you. Come after me! I'm a man. I'm 40. So one of the biggest things about this damn game 
is the fact that Notre Dame had absolutely no running game. Kyron Williams declared uh, declared that he wanted to go to the draft. He wanted to go to the NFL. So guess what? They had nobody. Uh, Jack Cohn was killing it. He, he was absolutely killing it. 509 yards, five touchdowns, and one interception. He, he attempted 68 passes. This sounds like some Matt Nagy shit right here. He was 38 for 68. Okay. The, 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 the Irish were up huge and they blew it and they just could not get it together. They gave up 17 points in the third quarter. Um, their rushing attack, like I said, was absolutely horrendous. Their lead rusher was Logan Diggs with nine carries for 29 yards. It was absolutely, I mean, like I, I can't, I, I, I just, I can't fathom how bad how incredibly terrible they had a total of 42 rushing yards 509 passing yards okay oklahoma state 234 rushing yards i mean it is it is absolutely insane the way that they gave away the ball everything else was even okay that time of possession was even total plays was 89 to 95 punts seven to six like everything except that rushing attack. And that is absolutely what killed Notre Dame in the end. And unfortunately, good good for Mike Gundy. I mean, this is this is a dude, like you heard the clip. I mean, he's a man. He's 40. We, we all know that, bro. And it's good for them. They got their their um, their biggest win in school history. But I mean, it was it was just devastating to watch. I mean, like, man, Notre Dame's cruising. I'm watching the game. I'm having a good time. I got a couple of red stripes in me. I'm chilling. And then all of a sudden, I'm just watching it fall and fall and fall and they end up lose losing by two points i mean this is just ugh, i ugh, i it, it did not feel good let me tell you that right now yeah that sounds like a horrible game of emotions where you're like oh my god we're kicking our we're kicking our ass and we're gonna win a playstation tostitos yeah it does it's got a <laughs> playstation tostitos yeah i don't know what to call it it's always been a tostitos bowl for all my life either way notre dame should have showed out and actually ran the ball it looks like they did take a couple pages out of matt Nagy's playbook and say hey we're just gonna freaking throw it and not run the ball because you know we don't need time of possession at all let's give them the ball over and over and over and over and let them catch up yeah uh i didn't get to watch the game that is your department on the uh fighting uh irish i was over here doing my thing cleaning this place out uh but that's just disappointing man i mean i understand why kyron williams didn't want to play he declared he, he's, he's trying to keep his stock up on being able to be drafted highly i get that i mean what are the chances of of someone getting hurt at a bowl game i mean we we've seen it i mean i want to say alabama's uh alabama's receiver uh got injured like the second last game of the season so it's not an unheard of thing and you know they tried to run the ball early in the game they just literally were running into a brick wall every time it just wasn't there for them so they tried it just wasn't happening um but yeah but un- unfortunately that's that's how the game uh shook out it was a very interesting bowl season as a matter of fact i mean depending on how you see it because it was actually a lot of barn burners but one thing I will say was that this college football playoff was atrocious. I mean, we take a look real quick at the uh, Cotton Bowl Classic with the uh, number four Cincinnati Bearcats and the number one Alabama Crimson Tide. And uh, this, I mean, you can probably just looking at those two names, you can tell who won that game because uh, Cincinnati could not keep up with Alabama whatsoever. Unfortunately, Cincinnati was the one team that beat Notre Dame to take basically take away their uh, their chance at the, at the playoff. But I mean, I, I don't see at this point in time, I, I imagine that if Kyron Williams was playing in this in this uh, um, 
playoff then he would have definitely been been there playing for it but yeah i mean cincinnati just had nothing they scored three in the first three in the third and that was it and alabama just ran up the score uh cincinnati's uh uh passing attack was was just brutal 17 for 32 on only 144 total yards alabama's bryce young the heisman winner 17 for 28 130 uh, 181 yards only but three touchdowns and you look at um brian robinson jr 25 rushes and 198 yards so i mean like alabama absolutely dominated that game and they are going to go on and face the winner of Georgia and Michigan from the Orange Bowl. Now, again, you look at these two names and you look at these two teams and you can probably guess who won this game. And it wasn't Michigan because Michigan got mollywhomped as well. Uh, Georgia scored 14 in the first quarter and they just did not look back. Michigan had no answers. Michigan scored a total of 11 points. And that is terrible because we're looking at, look, I talked before about Jim Hardball finally getting a chance. He's playing at his alma mater. A lot of Bears fans now are like, bring in Jim Hardball. I'm like, you didn't really. I mean, yes, he went to a championship uh, with the 49ers, which he did not win against his brother. You finally pulled himself up. The Wolverines went 12 and 2, including this game. Very good for you. But you look at the stats here. Okay. Michigan, Cade McNamara, 11 for 19. 11 for 19. 106 yards, two interceptions. They bring in J.J. McCarthy, 7 for 17, 131 yards and a touchdown. But at that point, it didn't matter. Um, you know, you look at all of their rushing attack. They had nine rushes with their, their main guy, Hassan Haskins, and 39 yards. I mean, it is, it is ridiculous. You look at what Georgia did. Stetson Bennett, 21 for 31, 310 yards and three touchdowns. And then they brought in at the end, Kenny McIntosh, or it was just some just kind of throwaway thing. And he threw a touchdown. Samir White, 12, uh, 12 rushes for 54 yards. They You go down the line for the rushing attack for Georgia, and they did their thing. Now, Georgia, who was number one forever for the pretty much the whole season, went up against Alabama in the SEC championship, and Alabama won because that's what Alabama does. So it's going to be really interesting. I want to say it's like not this Monday, but next Monday, because that's how they do it in college. Monday night football is over, so here's our slot. Alabama and Georgia for the rematch of the SEC championship game. But this time it's for the national championship. Nick Saban is out there. I, I think Alabama is going to do it again because that's what Alabama does. Uh, I, I kind of want to see what Georgia does. I kind of want to see Georgia win it because it's a little bit more interesting um, to see when, when you get a guy or, or a team that's not expected to win to win, especially on when you got that rematch and stuff like that. But Hey, that that's kind of, I feel like when you look at these matchups, could have uh predicted this easily yeah definitely roll tide that's all i'm gonna say roll tide it'll be <laughs> nice to have you know college football in that monday slot and that monday slot and i will watch that game and uh maybe put a better two on that i don't know uh, it's gonna be on alabama for sure so the, we we talked about this at the end of last show at the end of last year way back when and we talked about New Year's resolutions. So I'm going to give you your own New Year's resolution. You need to start watching some of these big college football games so that you know about the players coming into the NFL draft. So when we do our draft special, you know who the hell these guys are. And not just like, well, well, Bob Jones uh, sounds like a cool guy. <laughs> uh, just uh, to that effect, I am in a fantasy football league with which a bunch of football nerds like yourself. And they do watch a lot of college football. And guess who's in the championship game? Moi. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, to be to be fair, if you want to talk about college football championship or, or fantasy football championships, I lost 
I lost by by just what 0.74 of one point. So my buddy Steve leapfrogged me and went to the championship. And remember, I told you a few weeks ago that I lost to the undefeated team mm-hmm. by 0.4. Well, guess who's playing? Who guess who lost in their uh, playoff game too? So now the two of us are playing in for the third place. Uh, 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 third place winner, which is which is basically just getting your money back. But I, I want to I want you to listen to this real quick. The guy who I'm playing against has Jamar Chase, who absolutely destroyed everything. Okay, he had like five touchdowns and all this stuff. The score in our game right now is one fifty five to one thirty nine. I have one thirty nine. I could make a comeback. I still have Nick Chubb, but I mean this this score is ridiculous. Now here's the thing. I said, what was I say? 155 to, to 139. The championship game is 93 to 71. This championship should have been me and this guy in, in, in our rematch. This is ridiculous. We got screwed for one week and then we fell down. So you just, you just don't know. And the funny thing is, is that the person who's more than likely going to win the championship is, is a brand new player like myself to the league. Who had her boyfriend draft for her? I was at the Zoom, we were watching the Zoom. So it was just by a fluke because my buddy Steve, for some unknown reason, decided not to play uh, Tom Brady and put in Tyler Huntley instead. Uh, he put in Tyler Huntley, and now he's about to lose a championship. And that, he beat me last week by by the slimmest of margins. So either me or or Ryan, who I'm in that third place game with, we we would have blown these guys out of the water. So to me, that's the real championship. Oh boy, oh boy, take the L like a man. It's okay, man. No, I no, I, I, look, I already took the L. But I mean, you. What, what I'm saying is, you you look at the scores that our two teams are putting up. Yeah, we are clearly much better teams, and it just happened to be that weird fluky week where we both lost. So, anyway, uh, we, we talk about losses. Uh, tell me what's going on at the Madhouse on Madison with the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey. Let's do that hockey. Oh my God, what a segue! The Chicago Blackhawks with Michael, uh, Mark, and Andre Fleury, and Karen Lankinen. Uh Kevin Lankin out with COVID nineteen. Jesus. You have two goalies out. The Blackhawks knew their goaltending situation this past Saturday would be an issue, and those concerns are turning into a dire reality with a 6-1 to loss to the Predators. The Predators always spank our ass anyway, so it didn't make a difference. So they're starting the 2022 calendar year on a two-week, after the two-week layoff, on a sour note. I mean, it's, it's just bad. Hey, I had, I had the game on the TV, right? And I'll tell you this. You know, I got the two TVs out in the living room. If I would have had that on the main TV, I would have turned that fucking TV off and picked up a book. I got so many books here I haven't read yet. That was so embarrassing. I, I put it on the secondary TV because I want to see there was a college game or, or Bulls on the other TV. I put this thing on and I kind of blinked and I turned my head to pick up the remote. I look up and they were down by one. I'm like, what the hell happened? And then I looked down again and they were down by two. And next thing you know, it was just a blowout. So, I mean, I it, it's a, it's hard to watch a team that that's just that bad and just giving it. I mean, I, they switched goalies in the uh in, it, by the time the second period came in and that didn't help at all because as soon as they put in a new goalie they scored uh, the the preds scored a, another goal so was, i left it on just because i wasn't really paying attention but that is hard to watch yeah how do you want to go into the third and, and fourth goalie that they put into it because it didn't matter six to one loss it's really bad right now for the blackhawks you know i know they're trying to play their, as hard as they can but it's just really not working at the moment and COVID's not really helping the nhl at the moment as well next up for the blackhawks are the avalanche the coyotes and the knights and i'm guessing those are three losses as well 
Who cares? Uh, all right. What's going on on the other side of the building with the Chicago Bulls? Seconds. Bulls look for the win. DeRozan to win it. DeMar DeRozan delivers. Beats DeRozan. DeRozan pump fake for the win. The Chicago Bulls, DeMar DeRozan hitting a buzzer-beating game-winning three-pointer for the second consecutive night this past Saturday, leading the Bulls to a 120-119 road victory over the Washington Wizards for their seventh straight win. DeRozan, who hit the game-winner this past Friday as well to defeat the Indiana Pacers, is the first NBA player in history with two game-winning buzzer-beaters on consecutive days. Just to hit a buzzer beater in general is amazing, especially when you go and do it on the road, DeRozan said on a video call after Saturday's game. I don't know. I don't know if I'm dreaming. It, it, it feels, it, it's real now, I guess. He added, it's just an hour to be trusted in the fourth quarter, whether things are going good or bad on my team. Teammates are always leaned on me to be calm presence to bring them home. I'm always... I always bring that to a calm presence as much as I can in the fourth quarter, letting guys understand as long as we got time, we got a chance. The Bulls have continued to winning despite not having a full being at full strength, but should be getting some reinforcements back this coming week with Lonzo Ball and Alfonso McKinney, both cleared health and safety protocols and should be on track to return for Monday. So yesterday's game uh, versus the Magic. So you'll see them um, in the next coming games as well. Coach Billy Donovan will be eligible to return from the league's protocols then as well. The Bulls have been playing shorthanded all year and still had players step up. From the starters to the bench to the coaching staff, this team is resilient to all and every adversity that's been thrown at them. It will make them a stronger team moving forward as they look to stay on top of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, right now the Bulls are 24-10. and 10. Um, They are in a seven-game winning streak they're 12 and 4 at home they're 12 and 6 on the road i mean it is ridiculous look they're better than the bulls the bucks the heat the cat they're better they're better than everyone and you know it's incredible to see what they're doing you're talking about a team that was just constructed when you consider the fact that they had what three players four players under contract going into this season zach levine uh vooch kobe white and pat williams those were the only players that were on the roster last season that are still on the roster this year so when you see the fact that they were able to add all of these players demar derozan demar derozan was called the worst signing in the offseason the worst signing because of what they gave him a 32 33 year old player where they gave him a three-year deal it's terrible it's the i mean you gotta be out of your damn mind like i said before this is a guy that was traded for one of the best players in the nba okay we look at the fact that he came in here and he just all of a sudden became the man 
I mean, like we know that we know what Zach Levine is, but we needed him to have another scorer that had the same athletic abilities that that he that could do what he could do. Now, one player that I do want to point out is Kobe White because Kobe White, I I've always had my doubts about him. I don't know if, if the year before his his big afro was weighing him down. I don't know what the hell it was, but he and and look, Kobe White has had two significant long stints on the DL. He was injured to start the season and then he was out with COVID for like 10 games. So, I mean, like he, he didn't find his footing, but he has come out on fire lately. He's been popping shots. I mean, you look at, you look at uh, IO and you look at Kobe white and these two guys right here. I mean, they're just showing that they have, you know, ice in their veins they're coming out and playing on fire and uh you know it is it, it is a, a breath of fresh air to see a team like this to see a team that is just killing it right now you got the king of the fourth the guy that's the best player in the nba when it comes to the fourth quarter i couldn't be more thrilled to watch the rose in my big fear is that one of these guys is going to get injured. But when I look at the fact that they've been missing players all season, that they've had to substitute when you had to sit there and worry about Kobe White going out, when you had to sit there and worry about the fact that Pat Williams got taken out early in the season after a dirty play after, from the New York Knicks, and they keep hitting you, and they keep punching you, and they keep slapping you, and they just keep coming back, and they keep coming at you, and they do not care. If you watch Bulls basketball, you will notice that a lot of the times they're up by 10 and 15 and 20 points game that i went to the other day with the atlanta hawks i didn't even see trey young because i didn't care you 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 he got his quiet 26 points or whatever the hell it was and the rest of the team wasn't doing nothing the chicago bulls every single player on the floor is always in double digits all the time i mean vucci man the fact that he doesn't have to be the number two scorer like he did have to be for them last year when they got him for, from orlando he's still in it i mean this is this team right here is on fire and the one the one thing that i need them to do is get bigger so that when they do go into the uh, uh playoffs they have someone because you look who do they struggle against they struggle against the east and guess who else they struggle against the indiana pacers they have a problem with indiana pacers because indiana pacers are a gritty grimy team and sabonis goes out there and he kicks their butt every time so if they can find a way to, to snag sabonis from that team and bring them on over I don't. I don't see any reason why they can't take it. No, I agree with you. Now the the issue is 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 being a big man. They don't have a um, big man that would be on the boards, and that was the issue with the Indiana Indiana Pacers. They were getting out rebound, and that was a huge issue in transition. Again, you, I'm agree with you with the AO and or IO, however you want to pronounce his name. IO, you're right. IO and Kobe White. Kobe White has always been a shooting guard. He reminds me a lot of Ben Gordon. He can get hot really quick. He can spot up from anywhere, and he can shoot it. He's not going to be the one of the guys driving up down the down the lane. That's Io. Io is a fearless Derrick Rose, Chicago mentality. I'm gonna go to the hole, and either I'm gonna make the basket, make you look stupid, or you're gonna foul me. And guess what? I can hit two free throws. You got Lonzo coming back. You got Caruso coming back. You got a bunch of these guys reinforcements coming back. And guess what? We we were, you know, a half a half strength for a good month. When we're at full strength, and all these guys now that they have confidence and playing time, look out. I still think we need a move for a big guy, though. Yeah, and, and that's why uh, I'd like to see them try to see what they can do to go after Sabonis. I mean, he's just a guy. He's only 25. Don't forget that uh, Vucci man is about 30, 31 years old. So you look at Sabonis, he has that bloodline, okay? His dad is Arvinas Sabonis, who we know was a beast for a long time, a first-round pick. So you, you look at a guy like uh, um, 
his son, you know, what, what is his, what is his name? Demontas, Demontas Sabonis. Right. He's a beast. He's six eleven. He is just. He's only twenty five. Like I said, he is just the type of player that they should go after because I think now when you look at the end of the bench and the fact that they've been able to fill some slots, you can afford to trade someone like Pat Williams. You might not want to number four overall pick. And and what did I say last year? I said. The, the key to the Bulls, at least for last season, was what happened with Pat Williams. If he, does he become a star? Now, one funny thing that did happen this week, we saw two former Bulls get traded for one another. Rajon Rondo got tr- sent over to the Cavaliers for Denzel Valentine. Denzel Valentine is still in the league, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know. And he got traded because Ricky Rubio went out with an ACL. So the Cavs were actually doing well. Um, it's gonna, it, It'll be interesting to see Rondo play with... Uh, uh, Lori marketing again i love because <laughs> Lori's actually had been doing pretty decent in in, uh, in cleveland but yeah i mean we look at we look at this team i feel very confident this is this is the most excited that i've been to watch bulls basketball since the derrick rose area and i've said that before you know i i think that every time someone mentions the bulls your ears poke up because whether you were around for the jordan years or not you remember that that happened. You knew that the best player of all time played for the Chicago Bulls. And if you're a fan of Chicago sports, you're looking out for the Bulls. There's no division. There's no Cubs or White Sox. The Bears have their own division because you're looking at what's going on with Matt Nagy versus Andy Dalton and Justin Fields and blah, blah, blah. Ryan, you got all all type of animosity when you talk about the Chicago Bears. But right now, when you look at the Chicago Bulls, everyone's excited. Yeah, the Chicago Bulls are very exciting, and I can't wait to get to one of the games this year lucky bastard you went to one <laughs> hey 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 i got you know look after how weird last year was i was able to cap it off the right way so again shout out to my boy chris aka jobs and he was actually at the bears game today wow lucky bastard all right yeah. fans let's take a pause for the cause and we'll be right back with some bears talk after a quick word from our sponsors this is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to the TCSF podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Are you ready for some football? This is three and out. All right, E. The Bears are on a hot streak, winning their second game in a row. Yeah, that's right, Z. The Bears faced their former quarterback, Mike Glennon, the first giraffe to ever play in the NFL. (laughs) 
and immediately whooped his ass with a sack fumble. They scored a touchdown soon after and never looked back en route to a 29-3 drubbing of the New York football giants. Running back Saquon Barkley returned to the scene where he blew out his ACL last week in uh, at last year in week two, and he managed to run for 102 yards. But he really hasn't had uh, really hasn't been the same since that injury. Uh, despite the score, the highlight of the game was definitely Robert Quinn, who broke Richard Dent's Bears single season sack record, getting his 18th sack of the season. Now, he was able to do it in 16 games, keeping the integrity of the record intact. And what I mean by that is because the Richard Dent did it in the 16 games. And now that we have 17, you know, that that that's what I mean, if you get it. Anyway, the record was broken in the fourth quarter with a sack on Glennon. And funny enough, he also once broke the Rams single season record by sacking Mike Glennon. Uh, <laughs> the Bears awesome. finish up the season next weekend in Minnesota against the Vikings. And we're going to see if Kirk Cousins will be back from the COVID protocols as he is out this week because he's not vaccinated. You big dummy. You big dummy. I mean, this is awesome to see uh, a record of that magnitude being broken. He did it in 16 games. So there's no asterisks like they do in baseball for all the different uh, records. Um super excited that he broke it uh, against Mike Glennon and the fact that you just gave me a nugget that he broke he did it again uh, versus Mike Glennon is amazing so I think Mike Glennon's uh, neck is going to keep growing for all the records that are being broken on him so one of the things that we saw this week was the uh, the meme of the chart of all the winnings or all the earnings that Mike Lennon has had throughout the league in his uh, in his career, and they just put a new ring on his neck. He looks like uh, you know uh, they, they they were he looks like one of those uh, National Geographic um, uh, photos of the ladies in Africa who put all the rings around their neck and it just gets longer and longer. So yeah, I mean, look, uh, Mike Lennon is terrible. Someone, someone on Facebook said something about like, are they, are the Giants trying, trying to tank because they were running the ball when they were down by like twenty six? I'm like, what's the difference? What is the difference? Are you trying to tank? Well, let's consider the fact that you started Mike Glennon at quarterback. I think that right there is a, a very clear indicator that you know you're not going to win the game and you have no chance to win the game. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it was nice. The one thing I will say about this score, when we talked a little bit earlier about JD. Whenever he gave his predictions for game scores, he always gave this off number. It was always like, you know, you know, 20, 23 to like 16 or like some of these weird numbers. And the Bears went ahead and scored 29 points, which is a very weird number. And the Bears did a, a very nice thing, too. They did a little tribute before the game uh, to JD and also John Madden. We'll talk about a little bit later. And they also set up a spot in the uh, in the media booth for him with his photos and his media guy and all that stuff. So, you know, w- w- I think it's well known that JD was loved uh, in the Bears locker room, in the media, in the press box and all that stuff. But, yeah, I mean, look, at this point, I, I think... We know what the Bears are, what they could have been, what their potential is. We saw uh, Andy Dalton start the game with field star with an injury. I saw people complaining that Nick Foles wasn't starting this game. Who cares? I mean, Nick Foles, I feel like whoever was clamoring, because last week we saw a lot of people saying they should have started Nick Foles the whole season. Did you not watch Nick Foles last year when he sucked? I mean, it's terrible. Just like you you always say, he is a microwave. He'll get warm. He'll get in there and do his thing. And, and that's about it. Now, speaking of Nick Foles, 
This week, we've seen confirmation from several sources that Matt Nagy will be indeed be let go after next week's game against the Vikings. So we continue to look at the head coaching candidates. And this week, we look at the man who took the Philadelphia Eagles to their only Super Bowl win and Doug Peterson. And he did that with Nick Foles. Um, Peterson was at the helm when the Eagles won the Super Bowl over the Patriots in 2017. Like I said, with our very familiar quarterback, Nick Foles. And it's interesting to see what he did there and why he left that team. Um, I'm looking at a couple of things Ian Rapport put on Twitter in January, last January. And he says, after speaking with two people close to former Eagles coach Doug Peterson, it sounds like this is what it boiled down to. Peterson was sick of people telling him what to do. Okay. So you kind of look at some of the stuff that came out after he got fired. And and I've seen a lot of people, uh, uh, Bears fans, not be on board with the the fact that Doug Peterson would be considered, considering the fact that he left the team and he was fired. Now, this comes from sports mockery. So take that with a grain of salt, if you will. But one of the things that a lot of people are saying is that on the surface, the firing looks more like a matter of Peterson putting his foot down as it pertains to being told what to do by Jeffrey Lurie and Roseman. The firing of Peterson comes amid reports that he wanted to say in who he hired to be his assistants and who he wanted to retain, but Lurie wouldn't allow that to happen. Specifically, Peterson wanted to make Press Taylor his offensive coordinator after a year spent as the passing game coordinator slash quarterbacks coach. Last year, he wanted to bring back Mike Groh as, a, as his offensive coordinator and even told reporters that Groh would return. A day later, Groh was fired and Peterson was hung out to dry, saying he had changed his mind when it later when, when it was later learned the directive from Lurie was to fire Groh. Now, we've seen this before where the coach doesn't have autonomy as far as being able to um, hire his own people. Okay, We actually saw some of that with with uh, Ryan Pace when he came in and he was told that that uh, uh, who his who is uh, I think it was John Fox was going to have to be his coach. He was told that John Fox was going to be his coach. So we've seen the power taken away from these GMs and these these coaches before. And like I said, this guy right here, he will bring some credibility to the Bears. We've talked about uh, before. Do we want a guy that has not been a head coach, has not had any uh, uh, success in the NFL as a head coach to be the next head coach of the Chicago Bears? Or do we want to go with another guy that has uh, an unproven track record? You look at uh, Peterson's head coaching record in the regular season. He has a 531 record going 42 and 37 and one. His postseason is 667 with a four and two. And his overall career is 46, 39 and one. That gives you a 541 average so he coached for five seasons in philly and a lot of people said that his super bowl win was a fluke but you know isn't that exactly what the bears do every five years or so they get a little bit hot they pull some miracle season out of their ass to win the north and it's usually because aaron Rodgers is injured and then they lose in the first round of the playoffs and you know this is very very familiar for bears territory so when you consider that z what do you think about the bears going after the former super bowl winning coach Man, for me, it's hard to say. I mean, hiring a former Super Bowl winning coach is is the wrong thing to do. You, it's hard to say that. But to be honest, I'm not sure how I feel about Peterson as a Bears head coach. Some fans may be upset and consider him uh, consider this hire to be another Andy Reid retread. But Peterson is much more accomplished than Nagy in every single way. Peterson ran an official offense 
and he even get he, ha- he even had Carson Wentz playing like an MVP at at a, at some point. Overall, I think Peterson would be a good hire and certainly an upgrade over Nagy. However, I feel that the organization may want to do a complete 180 what they just did over the last four years. I think he's, he'd be a good fit. I just don't think that he, that's the way the Bears are going to go. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of Bears fans would be upset at them draft or, or, or signing him because we've already seen that already. We've seen people talk about that. And then they says, well, he failed there and he did this. But I think what we're coming, what we're coming down to is the fact that we're seeing that he was hamstrung by the ownership and by the GM and that he wasn't allowed to make his own decisions. Now, I think we've seen with at least Ryan Pace at the helm that he is willing to work with his coach to come up with a plan to develop it. And and like I said before, I don't think that I don't think that Nagy is a bad coach. I think he I think his big mistake was not being able to delegate when he needed to, because the big thing with Matt Nagy is that he needed to be able to delegate uh, uh, the play calling. And he started to do that at the end of the last year. And then when it came to this year, he decided to take it back. So there was a lot. Of, that's where a lot of the mistakes when it comes to Matt Nagy came down to it was the fact that he just was so stubborn that he wanted to do this and he wanted to do that. And I get what he's trying to do, but a big part of being a leader of men is being able to delegate and knowing how to get the most out of your team. Because I will say this, when Matt Nagy came to the team after everything that went on with with, uh, with John Fox and Mark Trestman, he developed a good culture here. I mean, y- you can say whatever you want. You can make fun of it about Club Dub, but these players, even to this day, play hard for Matt Nagy. They respect him, except for Nick Foles. Nick Foles hates Matt Nagy, and we know that. Uh, that's probably why he benches his ass today. So, um, but look, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset about this. I think that when you look at the way that he was able to lead Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz at one point was considered to be an MVP, MVP candidate, but he just could not stay healthy, and that was the biggest thing. A lot of people are saying that the Bears, if they went after Peterson, they should hold on to Nick Foles as your backup or whatever it is. I don't I don't necessarily disagree with that. I don't think that Andy Dalton's going to be here next year. I think Andy Dalton will will go somewhere else. I think Andy Dalton has been a fine backup. I don't think he's done bad things here. He's just not what he used to be. And and he at at the very least he was able to run some of the plays that they had originally designed for justin fields because he does have some quickness he has some ability and i think when we look at justin fields the big thing is that we want him to work on his timing in the pocket and know when it's time to let go of the ball when it's time to throw the ball and when it's time to run and i think that having nick Foles around helps him do that because nick Foles cannot move but he does have good timing in the pocket he's just not he doesn't have the arm he doesn't have the 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 arm strength he doesn't have the the mobility that justin fields has but i think as a a guy that can help you develop in your future nick Foles could be valuable with that and a guy like peterson in in that role he can also assist with that yeah, I agree with you. Let's, let's, let me go backwards on that one from everything you just said. Nick Foles is a good backup. Let's just put it out there. He is a very good backup. He will run the offense because he knows the inside and out. That's why he got into it with Nagy because he slowed him down. He's like, no, I'm in a groove with the offense. The ball is moving. Stop slowing me down. That was the issue. He can call the plays. If it's the playbook and it's on his arm, he's still calling Matt Nagy's plays. They're just not in Matt Nagy's order. So guess what? Fuck you, Nagy. Let the quarterback do it. 
He's a proven commodity. He can fucking move the ball well down. Simple as that. Now for Justin Fields, I agree with you. He needs to learn when to throw to to the to. The, uh, to to the first read to the second read to the third read when to throw it away when to tuck and run that's all going to be learned with experience that, that we've all said that since the beginning of the uh, of the bear season that we want to see the kid get experience that puts it aside now we're looking at, at, at doug peterson he would be a good coach if he would be uh, allowed to do what he needs to do and say here's your autonomy you get your coaches and do you now Make sure that you delegate, and I think that Peterson was trying to do that uh, with with having all these uh, coaches under him saying, "Hey, you're responsible for the offense, you're responsible for special teams, your quarterbacks coach, all that stuff." He just wasn't allowed in Philadelphia. Also, Philadelphia had Carson Wentz at a young age, and then as these guys kept getting hurt, you know, they, the rest of the offensive line, the defensive players, they all started aging out, so they're all hurt. Or you had, third, you know, like right, right now with the Bears, you have second and third backups. So that's what happened to Philadelphia. And if you can't make any personnel moves, because obviously he's not the GM, he doesn't have any power, he can't put his own coaches in there, he threw his, he threw his arms out. He's like, I can't do anything. What do you want me to do? That's what happened. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, too, is that when you look at what's going on with the Bears right now, I, I think that one of the biggest concerns as far as far as I'm concerned is if you bring in a guy like Doug Peterson, who is definitely going to want to pick his own coaches, you got a guy like Sean Desai, who is in his first year as a defensive coordinator, and he's doing a damn good job because you look at how how much more improved his defense has been overall. I mean, yes, they've struggled against some of these really high-powered offenses when they played the Bucks and when they played the Packers, but I mean, overall, they've done a very good job. I mean, like I said, you look at a guy like Rob Robert Quinn, who had a terrible season last year, you bring in your new defensive coordinator and he breaks the single season sack record. Okay. That, that, that was held by Richard Dent, the MVP of the 85 bears in the 85 Super Bowl. So, I mean, I, I think the big concern with me there is, is him not retaining Sean Desai. Sean Desai was hired by Mark Trestman. That's how long he's been with the organization. He's a young guy. He's either mid mid thirties or late thirties. He's coming to his own. He's the, he's a disciple of what um, Fangio did. And and here's the thing, too, is that there's, there is uh, a lot of words that, or a lot of rumors out there that Fangio is on his way out, too. So, I mean, that's another guy that he could bring back into the fold, you know. But I think right now, Sean Desai, this is his time to be a defensive coordinator. And if you bring in a guy that had trouble before not trusting management and not allowing him to pick his own coaches, you're going to have a hard time letting go of a guy like Sean Desai unless Peterson looks at him and says, you know what? I see what you're doing here. I see your the way that you work with this team because we know that Doug Peterson is an offensive guy. So I don't think he's going to sit there and, and try to dip his fingers into the defense so much. But that would be my big concern. Again, you're still looking at more than likely Ryan Pace getting kicked up a role. So he's not, he's no longer the GM, but he does have some, some say into, into the way that they pick their players and things like that. Who is going to be your GM? Is it going to be Ryan Pace still, or is it going to be a different guy? We really don't know. I think that Ryan Pace is safe because he'll still have some capacity with the Chicago bears. And I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing, I wouldn't mind seeing Doug Peterson with the Chicago Bears as their head coach. I just I, I think it would be when we look at the fact that we've always kind of clamored about the fact that we want someone with experience 
Yes, he's had he's played in the NFL. He has five years experience as a head coach. He's won a Super Bowl with a team that never won a Super Bowl before. They've been, but they never won a Super Bowl and they were able to overcome it. You already have a couple of guys in place. Nick Foles right there to be your quarterback, third string, you know, assistant coach, whatever it is. And this is a guy that has enough experience and enough knowledge to know how to delegate and know how to delegate with the people that he put into that role. I think that would be the biggest struggle is who will be his coordinators? I and and here's the thing: the Bears are not the only team sniffing around Doug Peterson. Okay, the Jags, the Jags are definitely gonna make a push for him. Okay, and when you look at Trevor Lawrence, you got your choice: rookie quarterback, rookie quarterback. You know, team that no one cares about. <laughs> you know, who cares about the Jaguars? They're they're this baby franchise. Nobody cares about the Jags or historic franchise rookie quarterback either way so he has a big decision to make and it really just depends on who he's feeling more what kind of control he has in in, in the different situations and you know I, I think he would be a good candidate i think they i think they could definitely hire worse worse uh coaches for that role no i agree with you they can hire worse coaches i mean we've had them with mark trustman and nagy right now but i think that peterson would fill in the role especially because he was in the division he was he played quarterback under Brett Favre uh, with the Green Bay Packers and he played for a couple other teams but he was a backup and he knows the you know the black and blue division he knows he understands the rivalry he understands that for the Chicago Bears our number one goal is to beat the Packers win the division and then you know obviously win the Super Bowl unfortunately we haven't done that in a long time so if Peterson does get picked up by the Bears I agree he's going to put in his own people and then you have the side a hot coordinator probably going to go somewhere else and be a coordinator for a couple more years until he blossoms and then he'll be a head coach. So I think that you will, you could lose great personnel because you do bring in Peterson. Um, I don't think Peterson is going to go to the Jaguars. I think uh, Brian Leftwich is going to be the number one candidate there because he played there and he's a, he's a hot commodity right now. Right now. Well, I mean, the, we'll, we'll talk about uh, Brian, uh, Byron Leftwich in a little, a little bit later, but is he is he good because he's good or is he good because he's the coordinator of Tom Brady right now? Brian Leftwich That's was, was was your coordinator for the uh Pittsburgh Steelers as well. Okay. Well, I mean, you had good offense he, he at that to, point. Okay, I mean the, the Steelers go in and out of good offense, you know what I mean? That's that's I mean, you know, I I'm I'm a I'm a Steelers fan aside from the Bears. That's my backup team, you know. Uh -huh. So I, I I don't know. I I don't know. I I think that uh I'm, I'm not against Peterson as, as the head coach. That's that's what I'll put on that. Yeah, I'm not against it either. I just don't think the Bears would would be that. Uh, I, I think that's not the route they're going to be going to. They're going to go for a guy that's I don't know has more uh, name recognition. That's what I think. Oh, over Doug Peterson. I'm just that's what I just said. Who, who has? Who, I mean, okay, we'll see who's available at this at, moment. That's what I'm saying. Because you can you can start talking to coordinators, but you look who who else is out there right now that has won a Super Bowl that knows what it takes, that knows about those little things that you have to the little hurdles you have to overcome to get to a Super Bowl and to win a Super Bowl and to win a Super Bowl with a backup that wears cement shoes. Okay, hey, you could do worse. We could do worse. All right, fans, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. We all know that 2020 was no joke. And with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. 
Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah, boy! <laughs> it's that time again, brother. Uh-oh. You know what time it is. Oh, boy. It's time for Stirring the Pot. All right. What do you got for us this week, brother? All right, man. So this has been a bit of a debate at work. My guy Pablo, who I work with, he's Mexican, and his wife is Polish. So you know they have a very eclectic food choices in their house. Um, and one thing, one food that we've debated a few times is pierogies. So my question to you is yay or nay on pierogies? All right. So, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. Yeah. Do you know what pierogies are? Yeah. Yeah. They're like dumplings. Yeah. 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 I, I, dude, I, I have like the biggest pierogi place. Uh, Kaisa's right down the block. And I actually, funny enough, I've never been in there. I mean, I've had them, from there but i've never actually walked in there and they're three blocks down um yeah i'm gonna go with pierogies i mean there's, there's different type of pierogies you can put in there you know like uh what is it cabbage or potato or meat whatever but i i mean i, I probably have it maybe once or twice a year but I'm, I'm down with pierogies what's up what about you i had pierogies while i was writing the show today <laughs> 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 yeah man I, I i went to jewel and i forget the brand that they have um and, and you know these are just the frozen ones or whatever and it was uh, a cheddar and jalapeno one which was really good and then potato you get potato you get the, the the ones with uh cabbage you get the ones with the pork you get the ones with uh the cheese and all this stuff and and i had a buddy of mine um who <laughs> funny enough he, he was polish but we called him mojito and uh he his uh, his mom oh my god his mom would make like homemade pierogies and them things are fire but I, so i'll tell you what pablo uh you're wrong because he hates pierogies he's like they're gross and i was like dude it's just polish dumplings like i don't know what that was wrong with you they're delicious you get that you put a little bit of butter in the pan you let them cook up and then you dip them in some sour cream and i don't know i mean i think yeah. there's something wrong with that guy For, first of all anybody's dumplings doesn't matter what nationality what food cuisine everybody's dumplings are awesome Everybody likes to dip their their dumplings into something and then eat them. Dumplings are awesome. Let's just put it out there, man. It's, we're not going to disagree on that ever. So what you're saying is, once again, I am right, ladies and gentlemen. My question gave us uh, two yeses, and that's the way you start off the new year, <laughs> by acknowledging the champ once again. That's how it goes. I love it. I love it. I love it, man. It feels like it's 2020 <laughs> all over again. <laughs> <laughs> 
2022. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 2020 part two. Yeah, Except, right. Yeah. This, this, I always talked about 2021 being the B side of 2020. Well, this is like the uh, the double album. So we're on C. We're on C side right now because I don't know what the hell's going to happen this year. Anyway, uh, before we go, what you looking at? What are you watching that is in sports? Oh, boy. I got some stuff for you. Man, this week, man, since I'm off, I've been binging billions. This is because my boy gave me his showtime. Oh, yeah. So I get to watch billions with... Um, it's got the Terra from uh, Sons of Anarchy. It's got uh, Paul Giamatti. It's got a bunch of actors that you've seen in different shows interacting with each other. So it's a lot about, about corporate and stocks and, and shorts and mergers and all types of, you know, white collar uh, crime and stuff like that. So it's pretty interesting to me, especially with what's going on in today, today's world. So um, I think I'm on season four already. Um, it's pretty interesting. I can't stop watching um, another movie that I, I ended up watching because of your recommendation was Don't Look Up. Um, yeah, Don't Look Up. It was one of those movies where you're laughing at, at what's going on and you're like, how can people be this stupid? But it's a microcosm of today's society that you guys value fucking likes and fucking views over fucking real science. It's as simple as that. How about we follow the scientists so we don't fucking die? Simple as that. Moving on. Next movie I watched. Next thing I watched was Encanto on Disney. Um, I'm Yo, almost done with this. This means time out. I'm literally. I'm sorry. Pay I'm attention, sorry. you fuck. Do, we, do I get a chance to talk about the movies that you're talking about, or I'm you just sorry. want to run through them like crazy? Is that how we're gonna do this? I mean, sorry, shit. sorry. The screen's up here, so it throws me off now. You need to fix it. You need it. Look, I'm. I, we're. This is a sports show, and I'm literally on the Zoom call giving you a timeout signal. And this motherfucker's like, "Well, fuck that. We're gonna keep going." <laughs> Jesus, I'm not cutting this out. This is just gold. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I, I talked about Don't Look Up a little bit last week, and uh, yeah, I mean, I actually watched it again, uh, and and it was funny because I was telling my wife that I, as I watched it again, I knew what was going to happen, but at the end, I still got very tense. I was like, oh my god, what's going? So, yeah, it, it was it was ridiculous. Um, billions. It sounds like something that you're going to have to hook me up with a password <laughs> with a password for because I got the the HBO thanks to a Gigantor, but I I don't have the uh, the Showtime, so that, that might be have that might be a show that i'll if i do watch it again i'll watch three episodes forget it's on and never watch it again oh boy oh boy yeah that you'll like billions i think you really like it um it has to do with a lot of with law and fucking corporate shit and yeah the, the world i've been into so I, I understand it don't look up agreed like it's one of the movies you're gonna watch again and you're gonna be frustrated and laugh at the same time and then frustrated again and it's just like how are people so stupid and then you see Jeff Bezos fucking frozen in time in fucking some other galaxy, and then he gets eaten by some Velociraptor. <laughs> you, can can you guess what uh, what administration that uh, that White House was based on? Hmm. Just take a wild guess. Hmm. I don't know. Starts with a T, ends with a P. Oh, <laughs> uh, and also a couple of things that have come out this week, and um, I'm gonna get on it as soon as we finish recording the show, and that's gonna be Krobo Kai because I'm a Karate Kid nerd, and uh, the book of Boba Fett, which just started this week as well on Disney. Those are two things that go back to my childhood that I need to watch, and I will report back next week. So, uh, E, what you watching? So I, I watched a couple of things. I, I watched a, uh, a kids movie this week was Encanto, which was really good. It was a Colombian uh, 
uh, about a Colombian family and they all have different talents that are, are pretty amazing. Um, I, I'm, I was kind of confused by the end. I still don't know what exactly happened there, but uh, it was a very good movie. It was it was one of those just kind of be yourself and, and learn how to be yourself and, and stop worrying about what other people think of you. That was a great message. And, and uh, you know, in, in classic Disney fashion, someone died. Someone died to start the story off, and that's how they go. Spoiler and, um Oh, well. Um, <laughs> and, and anyway, yeah, uh, Cobra Kai, I started watching it again last night. I, I thought that I had been watching this with my daughter because as I watch it, it is so corny. <laughs> this show is so corny. Very corny. It's, it's, so it's geared to kids. It's geared to kids. It is so it's so corny, but I can't stop watching just because at this point I want to know what happens. Uh, it's fun to see um, – uh 60 year old daniel son trying to do karate with his weird slumped over shoulders he always looks like he's out of breath but yeah and then uh also i've been watching this show called arcane on netflix it's uh based on some of the characters from league of legends it is technically an anime it is so beautifully done it might be the best show on netflix this year um and i got into it because my daughter kept bugging he's like oh you gotta watch it let's watch this so i said okay so she she was all about it there's a couple of shows that we watched together that one umbrella academy stranger things um so those are our shows that we watched together and if you haven't seen arcane you don't need to play the game or understand the game or anything like that to know because i don't know anything about league of legends but uh it, it is a very very good show and then like i said i watched don't look up again but the other movie that i watched i took my daughter we went on uh we went yesterday actually on new year's day spider-man no way home holy shit what a great 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 movie spoiler alert i'm gonna give you two seconds one two we're gonna talk about the movie dude um yes what the what toby toby what toby i was like oh shit it's toby and, and my daughter's like what are you talking about i'm like hold on oh no before all the mcu before all this stuff before when sony had i mean sony still got rights to spider-man but all this shit i mean toby mcguire i remember being so geeked i, I think i still have like the novelization of the movie of Sp oh, <laughs> spider-man with toby mcguire and yeah i mean i, I look all the people coming back the way everything went i mean it was so good it was literally two and a half hour movie that did not feel like two and a half hours it was one of those great movies because me and you well yeah we're both nerds let's just be honest we're nerds on different avenues but i'm all about the the comic book movies from the x-men to the the, the sony pictures of, of spider-man and the fantastic fours i've seen them all good bad and ugly except for the the garfying ones i didn't i was like if it's not Tobey Maguire, I do not want to watch Spider-Man because Toby's my oh, Spider-Man. Yeah, Garfield. I was like, eh, I didn't really care for it. I'll probably watch it at some point. But that movie was amazing. It was a great story. It continued the entire Sony cinematic experience with bringing in the Marvel uh, touches to it and it made it much better it was a great flick it had a great story with with uh, the love story and I, if I do this I fuck up um, you brought in Doctor Strange which tied in the, 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 the Marvel aspect and leading it on and if you didn't stay at the end of the movie there was two post credit scenes hopefully you saw both of them because one uh, was bringing in Venom which is going to be a major player coming into the Marvel Universe and you also have Doctor Strange approaching the um, uh, the witch. Um, 
Yeah. I can't Scarlet remember. Witch. Yeah. Scarlet Witch. Yeah. So that's going to be huge because that kicks off the next movie, which is a Doctor Strange movie coming out, I think, in March. But it also it also brings back the multiverse. Oh, yeah. That, and well, the that's, multiverse that's was the a thing stat- too. That that's what made that's why this was so important to have Doctor Strange to have the crossover. So now you bring in Wanda because after all the WandaVision stuff, and you sat there and now you bring in a uh, uh, Venom and trying to figure out where that's gonna go. But now you have Doctor Strange as part of the multiverse too. I mean, like I I, I think once we saw Avengers uh, Endgame, I think a lot of people was like, well, what else can you do from here? They're going, baby. They're going because they don't have to rely on Iron Man anymore. They don't have to rely on the Avengers as a whole anymore. Now you're starting to develop, and and they've been doing a good job because they still have uh, was it Shang Chi or whatever it was, and uh, that they released on Disney. I still got to watch that one. That's great. Um, but, they're, but they're introducing all these different Marvel characters, and I, and I will say this, uh, I, I I can't thank Stan Lee enough for bringing all these beautiful, like interesting damaged and flawed and amazing characters to us as we as we watch them develop and change and and the multiverse and, and it's just it's it is just so cool and it's so cool to actually see them because i think back in the day they tried to do some of this stuff live action but they just did not have the technology and now that you do and you're able to accomplish this it is absolutely amazing you, you know what's funny one thing i saw the uh, trailer for was the new buzz lightyear movie that oh, looks like it might be actually them. good yeah, Channing Tatum huh? is it? Channing Tatum is the the new Buzz Lightyear. I, no, I don't know. I don't know if it was him. There, there was another movie. <laughs> <laughs> so so check this out. There was actually it, the some of the other previews that we saw. It was one called Ambulance, which was uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and and someone else, and they like they they basically take a ambulance for hostage or some shit like that. But I'm and then and then they had another movie with Channing Tatum where he has to like bring this. Uh, um, this dog across country or whatever yeah. and it's called dog and I'm yeah. like wait a minute and I looked at my daughter I was like is this literally two movies and one called ambulance and one called dog and it's a one's about a dog and one's about an ambulance are they literally running not just movie ideas they're running out of names for movies <laughs> like come watch this movie what is it called movie God. <laughs> yeah called- I, 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 I I know you're not caught up with the universe yet. I know you haven't watched all the shows on Disney Plus, but Low Key is the one that kicks off the multi universe. If you watch the entire thing, and it kick, and then it, it ties into WandaVision, and now it ties into Doctor Strange, and and especially with a Sony uh, movie with Spider Man No Coming Home, No No Way Home, that all ties in together. And right now, uh, Marvel nerds are literally wetting their pants right now because they can't wait for the next movie. So it, it is exciting to be a Marvel fan because what we have now coming up is the revival of the X-Men franchise because of the multi-universe. Now they can acknowledge all the movies from Fox that uh, Mar- uh, that they did with, you know, the different variations of Professor X and the different variations. Is this. Now you can fit it in there and it makes perfect sense before people were like, oh, my God, the X-Men timeline's all fucked up. And it was, but it's fixed now. Yeah, the the other uh, franchise that they had mixed up a bit was Hulk as well. They had to fix Hulk, so you saw them with Mark Ruffalo and Ed Norton at one point and stuff like that. So, but yeah, I I, I completely forgot about Loki, man. I got to go back and watch that. That's definitely on the list. But yeah, I mean, it, hey, just the way that your that your favorite uh, comic character is Batman, mine is definitely Spider Man. Man, I love Spider Man. I and I and I honestly I don't know why what kicked that off, but I mean, like I literally have all the little 
uh, uh, I still have a bunch of little figures and stuff like that. I I still I remember my in kindergarten I had the uh, um, the Halloween costume with the remember the vinyl Halloween costume where yeah. like if you had to take a leak you had to rip that thing off of you because it had the tie in the back <laughs> with the little plastic mask and every every costume was exactly the same it was just different things printed on and we're probably inhaling like the worst chemicals of plastic ever but I mean it was the best costume with the with the mask with the one little string that goes around the back of your head that was the best man but that that was me that was Spider Man man I, I don't and I don't know why but I love Spider Man and He Man were my two uh, my two characters when I was a kid so i'm looking forward to what they what they continue to do i still haven't i, I gotta go back and and uh and watch the venom movies i've not seen either any of those yet yeah i agree i still have to watch i think the second venom movie and i still haven't seen eternals yet so those are my two movies to watch um again with the marvel universe you can go back and, and watch it all on disney plus and go from either cinematic or when it was released cinematically or through the timeline which is amazing i like i like going through the timeline because it li- makes a little bit more sense that way for me um but yeah to, to to your thing like batman is is for dc for me and, and then for marvel it, it's always been wolverine i've always been a wolverine fan so yeah, yeah, I, I I like Wolverine too. I like Wolverine too, but it's just something, something about Spider Man. I, I don't know, man. It just it always caught my attention. But yeah, uh, I I, uh, I I'm just looking. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to a lot of uh, good movies this this upcoming year because I, I've gotten to the point where I get sick of watching TV shows. And like I said before, once the movie's over, I know what happened, and I can wait for another movie in a couple of years, or I can just uh, don't care anymore. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I think. I think that's it for today, man. I think I think we talked about enough stuff. I think we did talk about, you- about enough stuff. We had a lot of good content. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. That is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 at checkout for 15% off of your entire order that's true fan 15 go and get your shirts right now right now and don't forget (laughs) and don't forget to check out our friends over at acsi.tech and check out the career section to start an exciting new career in the communications industry go to acsi.tech that's acsi.tech and click on careers to apply today and get your 2022 started off right shout out to our friends at the some of this and some of that podcast with coach mo and justice all uh, all episodes are available on your favorite streaming platform and don't forget to check out the shine native radio podcast now available on all major platforms mike logic ideal and throw mc talk about sports movies and all types of ill shit check them out right now and do not sleep speaking of mike logic his new album as i was saying is now available check out mikelogic.bandcamp.com m-i-c-l-o-g-i-k.bandcamp.com and get your copy right now and the brand new music video for his new single so low is now available to watch on youtube m-i-c-l-o-g-i-k logic with a k is back mikelogic.bandcamp.com go and check them out right now Shout out to Ronish, Panic, Serious Beats, and Custom Made for the beats we play on today's show. Check out paniconthebeat.com for all your Moment merch and gear. And make sure you check out prodbyserious.com, prodbyserious.com to check out uh, 
serious beats and also beatsbycustom.com to check out custom made beatsbycustom.com don't forget to check us out on social media you can find us at true shy fans on twitter that's at true chi fans on twitter and on tiktok find us on facebook instagram youtube spotify and reach out to us hit the dms with your stirring the pot ideas your movie recommendations your music recommendations and uh just tell us what you think about the show don't forget you can always find us at true chicago sports fans at gmail.com uh, before we get out of here, we'd like to pay tribute to a few absolute legends who passed away this week. First off, on the football side, two tremendous influences the NFL passed, John Madden and Dan Reeves. We all know the Madden name from extre- extremely popular video game franchise. And of course, his decades-long par- partnership with, with his broadcast partner, Pat Summerall. Madden was the head coach of the Oakland Raiders of the National Football League for 10 seasons and guided them to a championship in Super Bowl eleven. Thanks for putting that in there. <laughs> I knew what it was. I just made you laugh. Uh, three days before his death, he had a simple request. According to Sidney Henderson of USA Today Sports, the legendary NFL coach and broadcaster wanted to watch Fox Sports documentary on him entitled All Madden. Of course, his wish was granted and he watched it surrounded by his family and friends on Christmas Day. The world also lost Dan Reeves, a former Dallas Cowboy running back who as a coach guided teams to four Super Bowls, although he lost them all. He died this past Saturday at his home in Atlanta. He was 77, the cause of complications of dementia, according to the family statement. Yeah, if 2021 didn't break our hearts enough, on New Year's Eve, the world of entertainment lost an icon. Betty White, just three weeks shy of her 100th birthday, passed away at the age of 99 of natural causes. She had the longest television career of any female entertainer. Although she, uh, although she has an incredible film and TV resume, including parts in The Proposal and Boston Legal, she's best known for her roles as Sue Ann Nivens on The Mary Tyler Moore Show and as Rose Nyland in The Golden Girls. Betty was also recognized for her esteemed career, taking home eight Emmy Awards, a Grammy Award, three American Comedy Awards, and three Screen Actor Guild Awards. One of my favorite performances of hers was when she hosted SNL back in 2010 with musical guest Jay-Z. Let's take a listen to her monologue. <laughs> you know, I'm not new to live TV. In 1952, I started my first live sitcom, which was Life of Elizabeth. And of course, back then, we didn't want to do it live. We, 
just didn't know how to tape things. <laughs> so I don't know what this show's excuse is. <laughs> you know, I have so many people to thank for being here, but I really have to thank Facebook. about the campaign to get me to host Saturday Night Live, I didn't know what Facebook was. <laughs> and now that I do know what it is, I have to say, it sounds like a huge waste of time. <laughs> yeah. I would never say that people on it are losers, <laughs> but that's only because I'm polite. <laughs> uh, people say, but, but Betty, Facebook is a great way to connect with old friends. Well, at my age, if I want to connect with old friends, I need a Ouija board. <laughs> Needless to say, we didn't have Facebook when I was growing up. We had phone book, but you wouldn't waste an afternoon on it. <laughs> Facebook just sounds like a drag. In my day, Seeing pictures of people's vacations was considered a punishment. <laughs> and when we were kids, we didn't say we were single. We were just kids. It was weird if you weren't single. <laughs> yes, we had poking, but it wasn't something you did on a computer. <laughs> it, was, it was something you did on a hayride. <laughs> under a blanket. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> things were a lot different when I was growing up. I, my father, Horace, was a traveling salesman who moved our family to California during the Great Depression. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you only read about in novels. And to think I've lived through a world war, worked on radio and films, on Mary Tyler Moore and the Golden Girls. And <laughs> And now I'm here tonight because you wanted me to be. And I, uh, uh, I really just want to say I feel so loved. Thank you. If I could, I would, I would take you all on a big hayride. <laughs> Starting with you, sir. No, not you. You. <clears throat> Guess what? Jay-Z is here. And if I, had a, if I had a dime for every time I've said that, I'd have one dime, <laughs> which wasn't anything to shake a stick at in my day. We have a great show for you tonight. So stick around, and we'll be right back. These three icons will be sorely missed. All right, y'all, for Big Z, this is E-Rock. We'll see you next week for episode 79. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Yeah. <laughs> A few moments later. Hey, hey, episode, I mean, I can read Ruben numerals. I know why'd you put that in there. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> Uh yeah, next week we'll be in the studio, man. This, this Zoom shit is just it's gnarly, man. Eh, it's still fun. It's yeah, but it, it kind of throws off our timing. <laughs> <laughs>
You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. Show's over, show's over, show's over. <laughs>